Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Darkness is equal to Satan and to sin and walking apart from God. So when I come into the light, it's not an event. It's a lifestyle. Following me is a lifestyle just as the Jewish people for 40 years followed the cloud and the fire. It's not an event. They didn't do it one day and not the next. It's a lifestyle. It's a great analogy. It's a great picture for us. You probably know people who once claimed to be followers of Jesus, but over time have fallen by the wayside. This kind of points out that the Christian lifestyle can be a grind sometimes. Fighting against the world system, your flesh, and the attempted influence of your friends and family can really get to you. Pastor Mark will be teaching today about the reality of Jesus being the light of the world. You'll hear about the power that Jesus has over sin, your sin how he came to give you a life that would be better than you could imagine, despite the difficulties you might experience. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Here's Pastor Mark in John chapter 8 as he continues his message, I am the light of the world. Let us hear your never be able to be healed and delivered unless we admit we need the light. A lot of people don't want to admit they need the light, and they continue to walk in darkness. So there's a great picture of Jesus doing what? Exposing the evil hearts of the religious leaders who wanted to stone that woman, and Jesus just says to the woman, okay, you're free, which had to be an amazing shock to her. Go and sin no more. Second thing, in a summary, way, the light of the world gives Sight. Let's look at John chapter 9. Quickly, we'll go through this. John chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. Right in this section, we get both of these pictures. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents? That he was born blind. Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. Now, as long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. Having said this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him. Wash in the pool of Shalom, that means sent, interesting, sent out. So the man went and washed and came home seen. You see, the light of the world 
not only exposes sin, but it gives sight. It gives insight. It gives truth. It gives healing. So this man, we notice, was born blind at birth. He was a beggar. A common belief in those days, the reason this question was it the man or the parents, a common belief was if you were sick, it was caused by sin. Now we know that some sickness comes from people who have not gotten rid of their sin. But many other times, that's not true. Sickness comes to us just because the sin nature in the world. But in these days, they just believed that all sickness basically came as a result of sin. So thus, sins committed by this baby could have come in the womb or by the parents, we, you know, whatever. Notice Jesus said, no, 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 neither one. He gives us insight. He shed light, actually, on the subject. You're wrong. Then the light of the world shined one thing into this man, hope. Then Jesus says this, I'm going to work now because there's a day coming when I can't work anymore. I'm going to change people. I'm going to shine now because there's a day coming when I won't be the light of the world anymore. And then he went to heaven. That's an important thing about the use of my time and your time. I'm only here for a certain period of time. And I want to shine while I'm here. That's what Jesus is saying. Jesus is basically just saying, use your time while you can. There's a day coming you won't be here and you'll be gone. Use your time now. And that's what Jesus said he's doing. Now, he mixed clay with saliva. Common practice as well in those days. Didn't get a little ointment of Neosporin eye drops. You had to mix clay and spin on it. Mm -hmm. We were like, what? (laughs) I'm worse off now than I was before. Then God says to him, go and wash it off. Why? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Who in the world would think of going washing off mud in water? Why in the world would that do anything? But he gives this man an opportunity to exercise his faith. He does. He's healed. So Jesus, the light of the world, gives sight. So the man washed, and he came home seeing. Now let's go back to John 8, 12. I am the light of the world. This is the second of seven I am's that the Jewish people could apply in their life and easy for us to apply as well. All of these in John's gospel. Now, John, he always had this amazing fascination between light and life. He would connect light and life together. You'll see him do that often. Keep your finger, we'll be right back. Just turn to John chapter one and you'll see it. John knew this personally, of course, because he walked with the light. He followed the light. And he had new life because of Jesus. John 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, speaking of Jesus, and the Word was with God, speaking again about the Trinity, and the Word was God. Again, very big difference between lots of false religions in our world today that will not say that Jesus is God. Jehovah Witnesses, the Mormons, they do not believe that Jesus is God. No, he is God. Right there it is. Plain, simple. He's God. He was with God in the beginning. So he's not a created being. He was always there. Through him were all things made. We didn't come by evolution. You didn't come from some animal at some point. Or two amoebas getting together and having a great time way back in the beginning of the Big Bang. (laughs) Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made 
That was me. That pretty well clarifies it, doesn't it? In him, here's the big one. Circle it in your Bible. In him was life. You can't have life without Jesus Christ spiritually. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. So go back to John 8, 12. Notice what you just saw in those four verses there. Life and light coming together. In verse 4, he was, in him was life and the life was the light of men. John loved to put those two things together. When you have light, you have life. When you have life, you have light. And that's the way we live. Now, so Jesus used that I am again. The Jewish ears would have picked up immediately. With our new puppy, when she sees or hears the bedroom door open, and my wife is in that bedroom and she knows it, I've already gone somewhere else to study. She's to the door instantly. Her ears pick up. Here comes my mama. So when the Jewish people hear, I am, their ears are up. I am, to the Jewish people, related to, I'm God. And that's where the argument comes later, after verse 12. We won't go there tonight. That's where that comes. So what Jesus is claiming is, I am God, and I am light, and I am life. You won't hear that in many churches today. There's all kinds of ways to get to God. No, not at all. Now, Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. I am, which is I am God. Notice what John writes later in his epistle. John 1.5. This is a message we've heard from him. And the teachings that Jesus gave. And I declare to you, God is light. In him, there's no darkness at all. So what was Jesus saying? He was not only saying, I'm the light of the world. I expose sin and I give light, direction to you. But he was saying this, I am God in the flesh. That's really where he gets in trouble with the Jewish people. Now, remember, I'm the light of the the world. For God so loved the world. Who wrote that? John. Do you see how he connects it? It's not a mistake. That was huge because the Jewish people didn't agree with that. Even the disciples themselves had trouble with that because the world includes all men, all women, Jews, Gentile, all. So, go back. I am the light of the world, John 8, 12. Whoever follows me, read it with me, will never walk in darkness. Jesus wasted no time in explaining that I'm the light of the world, and if you'll follow me, there's huge benefits. Let me just ask you a simple question tonight. Would you like to walk in the dark, or would you like to walk in the light? If we turned all the lights off in here right now, and I said to you, there's a fire, get out. How many of us would be stomping all over each other? Yeah, you can't see a thing. I'm not talking about any exit lights on. Everything's off. So Jesus says, if you'll follow me, you'll never walk into, you'll have perception, you'll have insight, you'll have understanding how to do life. So let me read John 12, 46. I have come into the world as a light, So that no one who believes in me 
should stay in darkness. Darkness is equal to Satan and to sin and walking apart from God. So when I come into the light, it's not an event. It's a lifestyle. Following me is a lifestyle just as the Jewish people for 40 years followed the cloud and the fire. It's not an event. They didn't do it one day and not the next. It's a lifestyle. It's a great analogy. It's a great picture for us. The challenge is for you and me to make sure we're doing that. Now, let me read this to you because of time. 1 John 1, 6 and 7. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness... We lie and do not live by the truth. So we have people today, they do all kinds of lifestyle, all kinds of sins. Don't just think of, you know, the one that we see all the time, not the homosexualism. Sin, sin. People do all these sins and they go, well, I'm a Christian. I can do this and I can do this and I can do this and this. Well, really? When the Bible says, no, you can't. Listen, let me read it again. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, we lie and we do not live by the truth. Sin is exposed by God's light, this word. Now, a lot of people don't want us to read the word because it exposes sin. But I can't get better unless I realize I'm a sinner and I need God's forgiveness. When you go to the doctor, you don't say to him, how's my lab? Oh, I got to tell you, oh, bad? I don't want to hear it. Now, there are people that do that. Do you know a lot of people won't even go to the doctor because they're afraid they're going to get a bad report? What do they end up doing? Die early. You could have saved yourself. Foolish. So we come to the light, not to be condemned, but to be convicted and changed by the power of God. That's not bad. That's good. That's not bad. That's good. Now, there's more. But I want you to see this. This is huge. Remember, we just read, Jesus said this. While it's day, I'm going to shine. But there's a day coming and I won't be shining anymore. I won't be the light of the world. Here we find from Numbers, Numbers 14, 14. And they will tell the inhabitants of this land about it. They have already heard that you, O Lord, are with these people and that you, O Lord, have been seen face to face, that your cloud stays over them and that you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Notice, what was one of the roles of the Jewish people in the Old Testament? To tell other people about the goodness of God in his light. Does that remind you of anything in the book of Matthew? Well, if it doesn't, I'll remind you. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Jesus speaking, this amazing Sermon on the Mount, look what he says in verse 14 to his disciples. He's not speaking to unbelievers, to his disciples. You are the light of the world. My question is, so what? So I'm the light of the world. What's that have to do with anything? You're going to see that the very thing that Jesus says to do is the thing that the Jewish people were supposed to do when we read Numbers. You're to tell the people that you have direction, that you have provision, that you have protection, and you're following God. Now, Jesus says to these people, you're the light 
You are the light of the world. The world again, same word, all the world. And it's important because you're living in a land where there's total spiritual darkness. True in those days, still true today. People are stumbling through life. They don't have any meaning. They don't have any clue to what's happening. They're living in the dark. But Jesus says, no, no, no. You're the light of the world. You can make a difference. Jesus knew, just as we know today, that the world is in the darkness of sin, ignorance, and aimlessness. Jesus promised that people would follow him. That sin problem would be solved. They would have the guidance on the path of life, and they would have purpose and meaning. So when Jesus goes back to heaven... This is really what he's saying to them. You are the light of the world. You become the light of the world because I, the light of the world, am leaving. Now, don't take this wrong, as some of the false religions say that one day we'll be gods. No, no. Here's the next thing you want to write. We are not the light. Christ followers are the reflections, the reflectors of the true light. We are not the light of the world. We just reflect God. We're to make God look good by his changing our life. Now, let me read to you John 3, 19. The light from heaven came into the world, but they love the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. So we have some warnings. Here's a warning you want to put up. Since Jesus is gone, you and I are the light of the world. We have masses of people that are searching and hurting. Masses of people. They're in the dark. But there's a problem. Darkness cannot stand the light. They don't want to come to the light. They don't want to be exposed to the light. So Jesus says in general, as you go out, as you're the light, it's going to be difficult because Christians are hated by the world. They hate the Bible. They don't like the cross. But Jesus said, you don't have to worry about that. But When the disciples went out, Jesus said, when you go into a town and you share the light, you share the gospel, not everybody's going to believe it. So don't waste your time there. You go on. You go on because there'll be other people that will believe it. So you say, well, Pastor Mark, if the warning is people don't like to be exposed from sin, by the way, you and I don't like it either, but it's good for us. When we read the word of God, we're convicted by it. But notice, notice as that happens in our life, this next statement from Jesus. This is huge. John 1, 5. The light shines through the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. So, you know the verse? Finish it with me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So, the light of Jesus, as I reflect it, is greater than the darkness of Satan. That's why light always trumps darkness. Always. Notice. So we had a warning. A lot of people won't come, but a lot of people will come. But here's the encouragement. Darkness cannot withstand or defeat or distinguish the light. So keep sharing. Keep shining. If it's not received, then move on. Maybe that door will open up again later. Just keep shining. Just keep witnessing. Reflect. So Jesus says, you're indispensable in this world. Darkness is not the final word. Jesus is the final word. Don't feel defeated. We look around us and we go, "Ah, don't complain. Don't condemn. Don't be afraid of the dark. 
Just shine in the dark. Don't spend your time fussing about all this. Stuff. Well, look in Europe, what's happening there? And then you know, I'm over here. And, 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 and. It was no different in Jesus' time. Shine, baby, shine. Amen? Don't speak negative. We win. We have the light of the world living in us. Simply shine. Now look at Matthew 5, 14 through 16. Let's finish it. Jesus says, you're a light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise you. I'm waiting for the light to come on. And praise who? See, as we do good works, who are we making look good? God. Be careful. Now, where are we to let our light shine? Because it's dark everywhere. You know one great place you have to let it shine? In the house. In your house. But I think as you read these verses again, notice, talks about putting an under bowl. No, you shouldn't do that. You should be sitting down. It reminds us of something, which is going back to what we talked Being a Christian is not a hidden lifestyle. I'm Pastor Mark, I'm really shy. I've seen some of you shy in front of the TV when your team wins. <laughs> shy my foot. See, it isn't a secret thing. You've heard people say this, haven't you? Well, uh, religion is a very private thing. What is Jesus saying? It is not private. Shine. Look for an opportunity to share. Now, it's not in your face. We're not talking about, okay, here's the light. Can't see a thing. Good. All right, let me talk to you now. Never. It's a beautiful light. Because as you and I are talking, the light of the world is going in and doing a scan on their heart. You and I can't do that. So it's not hidden. We're to shine. So I wrote this as the Balmer statement. We'll finish with that. You are the light of the world. But you must let your light shine before people because concealed light is useless. Warning, light is useless if concealed or hidden. So shine. Today, Pastor Mark talked about Jesus' desire to see all people delivered out of their darkness. You heard him say that God is the creator, sustainer, life giver, caretaker, and purpose giver. You were reminded that God put the desire for all of those things inside of everyone and that everything you can figure out on your own will not satisfy you. There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. 
Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. This is the end of Pastor Mark's teaching. I am the light of the world. Next time, he'll begin his message, I am the door. You'll hear about what doors are made for and how this has anything to do with why Jesus came to earth. Using the story of Moses and Joshua, you'll learn about the importance of having the Holy Spirit in your life and how you can get him there in the first place. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ballmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living and together, let's do life right. in a herd